Thank you for tuning in to Buy the Rakyat. I'm Nat, joined as always by... Yes, I'm Yihong. What's up? I'm Andrew. We're back. Ooh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's been almost a month since our last episode. Chinese but, New uh, Year. Yeah, just Chinese New Year. And we had a great time talking about... Um, Making part of my own culture. <laughs> 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 own culture and me just, just taking part in, in, in making fun yeah. of... Uh, a very long time traditional culture. That was yeah. that was fun. We learned something, I suppose. Uh, yes. Today we're going to be we're going to be learning some stuff as well. Uh, and we're going yes, we're going to learn about Sejarah. Yes, we're going to le- learn about one of the best hotels to stay uh, in Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> That's why <laughs> best hotel, even better yes. than the Sheraton Hotel. Huh? Yes, yes, With definitely. Heritage, royalty, yes. heritage. <laughs> yes. Review, so, review. Oh, uh, mega five star review. That's um, why. So today we'll be talking about Pudu Prison. Oh, best dia, hotel. Itu dia. Also known as Pudu Jail, Penjara Pudu, Pudu Gaul, or the last place you want to go looking for sex workers. Oh, um, serious ah? Got me? Ah, no, they, they, no, it's not. You don't, you don't go there unless <laughs> oh, you want to kena cucu dari belakang lah, as they say oh, lah. Oh, itulah. Jatuh yeah. sok. Yeah. So. Uh, built in the 1890s, Pudu Prison was the go-to place for criminals uh, until it was, of course, destroyed about 100 years later in the late 1990s. For those of you who don't know or have never been to KL or uh, too young to remember, Pudu Prison is located in the heart of Kuala Lumpur, right across from Bajaya Times Square Shopping Mall and uh... the KL... Contingent police headquarters. I think it's Bukit Aman. I'm not too sure, but that's, that's what. That's a golden, no, no, golden no. area, lah. Basically, it's uh, a... not Bukit Aman. It's basically like part the of the city, KL, right? Uh, KL police, <laughs> yeah, police, the headquarters. It's very near. Basically, mm, opposite, mm. I believe. Yeah, facing opposite you. Mm. So from the moment it was constructed until the day that the last stone was torn away from the building, the prison was used to house all manner of criminals, from drug traffickers, gangsters, murderers. And um, it's probably the only place I can think of where none of us or most of the people I know wouldn't want to be in unless being rotan or choke turns you on. It's, yeah, it's, it's, your, oh. it's, your, it's, your, it's okay. your niche. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, don't, we don't kink shame here. So, um, in this episode, we will be looking at the history of Pudu Prison. Uh, some very shocking event that happened there in the 80s. What mm. led to the end of it, this prison, you know, the oldest prison in Malaysia, and most importantly, be- because it's not yet Halloween, is this place haunted? Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, before I start, we have to ask our KL guide, Andrew. We have to yeah, ask yeah. you. You, you have, yeah, you have uh, grown up here. You have yes. grown up in KL, uh-huh. sorry, for uh, uh-huh. your whole life, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Whole life, lah, of course. Yeah. So, what what was your earliest recollection of Pudu Prison? And can well, you tell us from a KL person's mm-hmm. perspective? Because number one, I'm from Sabah. Yihong is from Malacca, so we don't yeah. really have that. Um, we don't have that perspective towards Pudu Prison. Mm-hmm. Other than, oh, it's a prison. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, where do I even begin? Huh? Pudu Prison. Uh, well, when I was like, how is it? Old enough. Are able to understand enough how society works. I think I was like probably around six or seven. Mm-hmm. I think standard one, yeah, seven. So yeah, standard you one. know, 
So I would always My parents will always like buy, Pass by You know Pudu a lot Because like as you said It's in the heart of the city So it, it's impossible to miss Because one It's big It's huge Two It's abandoned Because they don't house anymore So It's quite an imposing figure Most of the time When you pass by Because Like in society is progressing as you know so you see mm. buildings erected left and right left and right but there was always, always one building that stayed put and that was the Pudu Pudu Jail yeah. Yeah. Pudu Jail is so famous to the point where Mon- Monopoly when created for the Malaysia version where the go to jail was Pudu Jail just to give you an idea how significant oh. that is if you notice oh, yeah and I haven't played Monopoly in a while so mm. kind of so Pudu yeah. Jail was the Monopoly was the Malaysia version of like go to jail it was quite funny but then yeah uh, I would always ask my parents like why 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 is this thing doing here when everything around it has been progressing because mm. it's like so it doesn't look like it belong there it sticks out like a sore thumb so yeah uh, parents explain the history of it right up mm. to the point where I was in stand uh, form 4 or form 3 because I studied in uh, school in KL so mm. e- when you took the public transport, hell, you even pass by it. And the scariest part of all is, because the public transport, if you take, I believe, the monorail, the Hang Tuan mm-hmm. monorail, you yeah. can actually see the top view of it. Mm. So, you can pretty much see, like, what was abandoned of it. La. And then, yeah, it's remin- reminiscent, yeah. like, you always see jails in out like other countries, like how they progress, but seeing one in Malaysia being that big and so popular with, like, a rich history of uh, <clears throat> rumors of haunting and whatnot, hard not to believe. Uh. Mm-hmm. So it was very scary. Mm-hmm. So I saw mm-hmm. it right up to the point where it got demolished, which I think we'll mm-hmm. get to in a bit later. Uh. All in all, yes, I would yes. say that it's really... It's a shame uh, that it was demolished because it's. I can say it's almost like a very important history in Malaysia. But not mm-hmm. fret not. Uh, we'll get to another part later where yes. something happened to that place. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll definitely... like. I have a question I specifically wrote just for you because uh-huh. you are the care like here Gel, orang so we, later when we get to that part I actually have a very important question to ask you so and you want to oh. also say that this is the central argument of this episode it's not really yes, like sir. this is just a this is just us making fun of history but um, uh. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we, we tend Go to on. make fun of everything like, yeah. yes yes we do Amen. so mm-hmm. okay with all that said and done um, let's get Introduce to a place where dropping the soap can only mean one thing the <laughs> end of your hope. Right, <laughs> let's get all and hope. Yes, all in hope. Right, let's get to Pudu Prison now. The prison was built by then resident Frank Swettenham in oh, 1891. Mm. Yeah, do you, do you remember? I, you, yes, you, yes, it is, what, he what, is very famous. He was very famous back then. Yeah. Uh, because he basically built the modern Kuala Lumpur today, seriously, after Yap Aloy. We will talk about mm. Yap Aloy, I think, in yes. another, another episode. Yes, but yes. Frank Shatterham is indeed a contribute a lot to the modernization of Kuala Lumpur. This one I have read a lot, lah, quite. Would you, yeah, would you say that he contributed more than Yap Aloy to the construction? Uh, yeah, if, if you want to talk about modernization of Kuala Lumpur, uh, mm. including the building like uh, we have Bangunan Sultan Abdul Samad which is at the Dataran Merdeka we have mm. a lot of uh, the KL, oh, Jail, KL Railway Station everything mm. uh, is actually uh, Frank Shatterham built, brought in the architecture and uh, and things like that to build it uh, yeah, as a colonial government last time la, he's the, he was the resident and he was the, yeah, the then in charge for that la. so he did contribute for that a lot uh, which is quite making him quite famous among uh, Selangor and also uh, Klang Valley la. yeah mm. 
Good, good, interesting. Hmm. Okay, so uh, the prison was built at the cost of one hundred and thirty-eight thousand straits dollars, which was, I suppose, the currency for Singapore and Malaysia at the time. Hmm. Uh, the prison took four years to build. It was overseen by the British colonial government, and rather than use construction workers, as you would, uh, convicts were in, instead enlisted to build the prison on what had once been a Chinese burial ground. So, Ooh, interesting that's, uh, Chinese burial ground, huh? Yeah, so, mm, so if there's any yeah, any hint towards whether this place is is haunted or not, then it's in it's in. Uh, I just gave you a hint. It's already haunted enough. Then you build a jail that's your, that's even your, more that's haunted. Your first <laughs> yeah, I'm not and, surprised that people die building, die building. You know, like the, these days when we robocan a cemetery, mostly they'll take out the bodies in a very respectful way, right? Yeah, uh, gotta, they will have a ceremony for that lah. Then they will have their own uh, rituals for that. I, I, I'm not meant to make fun lah, but no, they will have their no, own no, ritual lah. Yeah. Mm. I was wondering if they did the same thing. I mean, at that time, this was like oh yeah, true, true also, true also. Yeah. So, uh, in August of 1895, a few months after the prison was completed, a cholera outbreak struck the prison and killed a few hundred inmates. Um, yeah. So, later it was discovered that the plague was caused by the prison's water supply system, which relied on an old well belonging to Damn. the Chinese cemetery that had sat on the site. Oh, so. Yuck. Yeah, so once more, more indications that this place could have been, could have been haunted. I'm not saying it is, but, you know. Um, the irony. Yeah, it, very, very ironic. Um, Alright, uh, the water problem was not fixed until 1898. So, so there's a, a water goes lah. <laughs> yes, Bye. yes, they could be, they could be. Sorry to bring back that episode. Oh, that's a fun, that, that, that's a good episode. We'll probably try and up it this year for Halloween. Just a hint there, lah. So, um, an inspection by the British colonial authorities revealed that the water in the well was severely contaminated by uh, Allah. Ma, I just read. Okay, sorry. Just let's all just forget. I actually read that. So, Corona. In, oh. No, no, no. Oh, I, I, I reread a point that we already gone through. But uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, in 1911, the prison had its first European warden, Richard Alfred Ernest Clark. I don't know who the fuck that is. I couldn't trace. I couldn't really find much about him on the internet. So yes, let's just say that he was a he was a white man lah in charge. Yeah, some white people are random. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, in this at this time period, Pudu Prison was known for being uh, the number one place in Selangor that housed women and men with small sentences. Uh, okay. The jail had its own garden where quantities of food were produced uh, in sufficient amounts to satisfy the need of every single prisoner. Uh, now, even there, even though there was food, uh, the cells in which the inmates were kept were very uh, claustrophobic. Now, they, they are basically tiny boxes and they had windows that were no bigger than a shoebox oh. and a strong metal door. Yeah. yeah so, That's just basically jail lah. That's, that's what jail looks like. Right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. So, um, in World War Two, um, Pudu Prison became a housing area for prisoners of war, captured by. Oh, wow, this is very very ironic. Captured by the Japanese. It's ironic because when you find out later who now owns the land that Pudu Prison sits mm. on, it's it gets very funny. Though. So, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I I got I got what you mean already. Yeah. So. Uh, the Japanese occupation forces 
uh, incarcerated many English, Australian, and New Zealand prisoners in Pudu Prison. Now, um, a bit of a difference here. Japanese prisoner of war camps mm. uh, were run on different lines to what was applied to European nations. Uh, in the Europe, the officers and men were separated into different groups and different camps. And mm. the nation that holds the captives maintains discipline through its own staff. In Kuala Lumpur, in Pudu Prison, however, the officers and men were kept together under the most degrading conditions. The senior prisoner, or in this case the officer, uh, was responding to the Japanese authorities for the discipline and administration of the camp. So basically, whoever had the highest rank in the prisoner, in the uh, among the prisoners, they would have to take care of the whole prison and then report back to the Japanese. So one could say that this is some form of efficiency lah. Which okay. I probably, yeah, which they probably apply back into the mall now. So anyway, um, <laughs> all right. Um, the system suited the Japanese as it reduced the number of prison guards. See, efficient. So one thing you can say about the Japanese, they're very efficient. Quantity, um, Japanese, quality, pon. But no, mm. it's quality over quantity. Yamete. Exactly, exactly. Which leads us to our sponsor. Okay, uh, today's episode is sponsored by Sony. There's a Sony store day in Lalapot. Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, input, yeah, yeah. Oh input your God. code. Input input the promo code BTR. Uh, uh, what what's that? Uh, Ika Ika and no BTR Ika Ika and get. Oh my God. <laughs> And get yourself a PS5 at 50% discount. Just kidding. And a digital edition of Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes, Yes, exactly. (laughs) We throw that in. (laughs) So, um, after the end of World War II, uh, Pudu Prison would resume its duties to house uh, the worst that Malaysia had to offer. And things were significantly quiet. Uh, There was not a lot of events up until 1986. Now, uh, I feel that this this next part would be great as an episode on its own because it's it's so full of uh, stuff that happened. But um, yeah, it works for this podcast. It works for this episode as well. So in nineteen eighty six, uh, Pudu Prison saw a siege, mm. and it was caused by a person who came from our neighbors to the south, uh, the Singaporeans, who I sometimes call the Forgotten Malaysians. So. The following story can be read from an amazing article by podcast favorite site Chili Sauce. <laughs> Chili Sauce, yeah. Yes, and it is, and I use the entire article for this bit. All right, um, now let's talk about one Chua Chap Seng, aka Jimmy Chua, aka Cheap. No, no, not Cheap by Jimmy. Day, Anyway, now after. I don't know, one thing before you guys begin. Mm. Uh, mm. This story is actually quite famous. If you talk to among the, KL, among KL people, but uh, not current KL people la. I'm talking about KL people of the past, like your uncles and aunties. Uh, oh. Whenever you walk up to them and then ask them about this, they would know because oh. like around around the Times Square area, right? You will find a lot mm. of folk tales that, that is like a ah yeah folk because uh, yeah now it's sad la, because nobody even knows who the fuck is like this, Jimmy Chua, Jimmy person you're about to talk about. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Chua sounds like a good name. Jimmy Chua. Yeah, sounds like a comedian, you know. Uh, sounds like a porn star. Anyway, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Now, okay. Uh, this article has also referenced a YouTube documentary which I wasn't able to watch. I would have loved to watch it, um, but 
it details uh, this guy, Jimmy Chua, who was a Singaporean and a police officer, but was discharged for bad behavior and ended up doing uh, the one job that doesn't really pay at all, which is crime. <laughs> I mean, unless you're in politics, lah. <laughs> yeah, politics is a crim- uh, is a legal criminal. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you theoretically you could say that we don't have proof, so theoretically you, you could say that it's a joke. Um, in 1984, Jimmy Jimmy's life reached a new low, and he decided to steal the gun of a police constable and shot him dead um, for un- for reasons. Uh, I tried reading, I tried finding, but there wasn't a lot of it. And the only thing I could find was that a criminologist uh, told the people making the documentary that uh, Jimmy exhibited signs of antisocial personality disorder, which is mm, a little problem that, number one, causes someone to have no regard for the feelings of others. Um, Number two, has been associated with serial killers. And number three, inspired the brand Antisocial Social Club. Bangang betul. Uh, the, 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 not my last, but the last bit was a joke. Um, so a few days after the murder, <laughs> Jimmy was caught by the cops and soon after was sentenced to spend a very, very long vacation at Budu Prison. Oh. Mm. In jail, Jimmy was able to convince five other idiots to join him. <laughs> to join I him. Remember, I remember. Ah, his members lah. In his, uh, join him in his plan. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Personality, right? Despite other anti-social guy lah. Yeah. Somehow he made friends. Somehow you're anti-social, but somehow you make friends. Okay lah, not bad That's why, that's why. If you wear that anti-social social club, right, you can make friends. You find other idiots. That's probably where they inspired from lah. Fair trade, fair trade. So, um... Okay, uh... He had a plan, and that plan is actually yeah, very plan. simple. Very, very simple. Okay, let's. The plan was let's take advantage of a routine, a routine medical checkup at the clinic. So, uh, on the morning of October seventeenth, in nineteen eighty-six, uh, as Jimmy and his Sohai squad entered the examination room to have their assholes checked. Um, okay, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it wasn't the assholes. Oh. I just, I just wrote it there. Okay. Now, I won't be surprised going, if they uh, yeah, did so have the they, asshole check. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's another drop the soap joke. Okay. Um, Alright, now the rule at the time was that uh, for these medical examinations, uh, it, prisoners would be checked in groups of five. So, Jimmy and the gang decided oh, to storm yeah, yeah. into the yep. room and held two people. One, Dr. Radzi bin Jafar, a skin specialist, and a lab technician named Abdul Aziz bin Abdul Majid at knife point. Now, the knives, it was later discovered, were hidden at the bottom of their shoes. So I think this is what we call a shiv uh, in in prison speak, which is they take something, sorry? Carve it out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then they carve it to something sharp and then they use it as a knife. So, um, after taking control of the clinic, they chased out the other patients, uh, prisoners, and started off the six day hostage situation. So, oh, six days. Uh, six days. So, uh, during negotiations, uh, they put out four demands. Okay? Uh, it's very simple. It's kind of stupid, but acceptable, lah, right? Uh, these are prisoners, so prisoners who got caught, so don't really expect much from their demands. So, the first sentence is obviously uh, for reduced sentences. 
The first demand is reduce sentences. Duh. Uh, the second demand is to have one one of the policemen involved in the in the arrest of one of these idiots to be handed over to them. The third demand is for the me for the media to be allowed in to interview oh, them. Interview them, the more, eh? Mm. Wow. All right. Okay. And bangga kita dapat dalam itu. That's that's yeah. the, the reporter was lah. Yeah. Uh, 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 Cik, bagaimanakah uh, anda uh, <laughs> dapat uh, dapat uh, dapat jadi macam ni ya? Eh? Yeah. How how are you feeling? What the fuck? Great <laughs> yeah, question. Thanks to my parents. Thanks to mm. my family. <laughs> mm. Thanks to my stupidity. Prison. <laughs> And the last demand was for the deputy director of the jail, who at the time was in charge of investigating Jimmy's case, to be brought to see him. So nice. Oh, Now, that's all. Mm, so that's, that's all. That's just to see him. That's the first. Ah, uh, that's it. I mean, it, bye. Uh, hi, hi, Tuan. Hi, Tuan. Okay, hi, bye. Hi, Tuan. Greetings and salutations, and bye, bye. Very, very, very simple. You could have done it with WhatsApp. Um. On day two of the hostage situation, the gang decided that they wanted some new demands. So they said "fuck you" to the previous four demands. <laughs> oh wow! Mm. And decided to keep things short and simple with two requests. Uh, number one, they wanted a car that could that could <laughs> wow. allow them to drive away with the hostages, <laughs> and then said that okay, once we are at a safe distance, once we once we're that, at that the Tamalo, big car, you know, need to fit six of them. How safe is safe? Sorry. How safe is safe? It's like this defines far away from the police lah. <laughs> yeah lah. Once they are like example lah. Okay, they will uh, be on we your are, ass. Really, the problem. We'll 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 drop him off at the Temelo R and R. Temelo. Oh, Seremban R and R. If there is there is highway there lah. <laughs> yeah, or we'll drop him off at the Tampin R and R, and then ah, uh, can fine. can can. Be fine. But that will be a big uh, car, you know, because need to fit all of them. Yeah, yeah fine. That's about seven people. They That's why they need a, they need a, a Hilux or or probably no, no, like a, a like an MPV, Starrex or some shit lah. Mm. Their driver was in 1986. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And speaking of which, yeah, van. And speaking of vans, this episode sponsored by Produa. Type in your code. Produa didn't produce Pulling all names from the bucket. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. First thing was that car, and then after that, the promise that the hostages would be safe. Uh, once uh, they were far and away from uh, the prison, okay. Um, the second request, stupid, is that they wanted to meet with Tansri Megat Junid, who at the time was the deputy minister of home affairs, which I wanted think to have was lunch, to, is it? Uh, probably lah. Taking taking shopping or something. To discuss shopping. Home affairs matters. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about home. Nah, we are we are we are, we are suggesting you to put this and that for the home ministry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is this the is business partners. Think tank, think tank. We have a plan to be Jalil. Oh, Vodo. Uh, okay, so now the government decided that these people were full of shit and decided <laughs> that yeah, because because they just look at the demands. <laughs> they look at the demands oh, and said, "Yeah, no yeah, this way, is yeah, yeah fuck yeah, this. This is shit, man. this is this is shit, full <laughs> of shit." Uh, and then uh, they couldn't be bothered, lah. Uh, tell him, uh, "Fuck off." So, um, but on the government side, on the police side, one thing had to be taken into consideration, and that was the racial tones behind the hostage situation. So, this is a quote directly from that documentary that. The Chili Sauce article managed to uh, keep a write down. 
Uh, the situation at the time was a little complicated because the inmates were Chinese, uh, Singaporean somehow, and not the Singaporean accent, <laughs> I mean, and, and we, the police, were Malays. This is where I feel Dr. Mahadir, who was Prime Minister at the time, another podcast favourite, um, gave some consideration to the situation of our country. He asked that if at all possible, we resolve the situation without any bloodshed. Uh, this was taken from Dr. Zaman Khan, who was formerly the head of the Department of Criminal Investigations. So, to ensure that things didn't end up in bloodshed, and of course there'll be the whole uh, race game, uh, race things, of course, as our country is so mm-hmm. well known for, the cops decided to use methods such as asking family members of the inmates to speak to them. And apparently there's a scene in the documentary where one of the prisoner's uh, relative actually came and tried to talk some sense. Mm-hmm. But I think they kept demanding to see the home minister. La, and then, <laughs> that's right, that's right. I don't want to see you. I want to see the home minister. Imagine, imagine, tell the relative, hey, I don't, I, I don't want to see you. I want to see the man- minister. No. <laughs> I have some bright ideas to open a mall in the future. Yeah. <laughs> tell you about jail security um so after a few days the inmates uh sorry the gang lah who were probably by this time they were so tired hungry no food yeah no food and then uh, and, and realizing no that one no one yeah no one gave a <laughs> shit about their demands because imagine they they, are, they had uh collectively there about six demands and the police were like nah it's all right fuck you no can't be bothered they decided um, they were basically about to throw in the towel. Lah. And uh, in fact, the, the leader, oh, you, Jimmy, the leader Chua. Jimmy Chua and three other jackasses had decided that they were going to send them. So ironic. Uh, but some of his uh, comrades at arms <laughs> were still stubborn. So, uh, on the fifth days, on the fifth day, sorry, the inmates were given a ultimatum. Surrender by 10 a.m. the next day or else. Whatever these or else is, no one knows. Lah, but I think well, co- cops probably want to just shoot. Lah, yeah. I think. Right. Uh, thankfully, one, in- one idiot whose name isn't made public cooperated quietly with the police. <laughs> Itu lah, uh, dia betray. Uh, simple lah. Yeah. Insider, insider. Hey, no, no honor among thieves. Um, Unlock yeah, yeah. a wire fence behind the clinic uh, and this allowed the cops to come in. <laughs> uh, so this is this is going to be the climax. Everyone's expecting a good climax, a good grakas or some sort of action movie. Uh, yeah, action movie scene, right? Yeah, well, it, it was over in sixty seconds, lah. The whole thing. So <laughs> just just like so the, the movie, what gone in sixty seconds? Yeah, gone. Yeah, this is this was counting in sixty seconds. Um, grakas sixty seconds. Mm. So now the cops still had to go through the clinic which had been turned into a fort as the inmates had uh, used the furniture uh, as barricades. And to give the prisoners some credit, they actually fought back. One, one idiot even tried to take his own life. Oh. Uh, he failed. Oh. He failed. Uh, yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were about to say that you know, he actually fought for his life. End up, he took some almost took someone's life, but end up, you say he took his own, <laughs> even took his own life. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, 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 I think he realized he couldn't see the home minister, so he wanted yeah, to go home. He probably gave up, lah. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he probably, probably did. 
he took his plans with him. Uh, you probably won't mm. do that. <laughs> yeah, and and here's the thing, right? Here's the, even the best part about the and the best part about this article. We you assume that when these cops stop in, they'll have guns and all that, right? Riot shield, no, what not? Yeah, yeah, some SWAT shit. But no, um, they used batons and rotans. Sufficient, lah, bro. So, Sufficient. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And in sixty, yeah, and in sixty seconds, it was done. It was done. The the prisoners were detained, and they were immediately tried under the Kidnapping Act of nineteen sixty one, and were sentenced to death oh. for their actions. Right. So in nineteen eighty nine, Jimmy and the gang were, well, gantung sampai mati, which I think was probably in Pudu Prison lah. You know, I, I think oh, they went back there. Like, yeah. Oh, point then. Uh, yes, now now point they joined the ghost lah. Yeah, now now they yeah they probably did. Um, so as a side note, outside of Jimmy Chua, um, there were some other fancy fancy uh, superstar celebrity names in Pudu Prison. Um, there was Brian Chambers, Kevin Barlow, and Derek Gregory who smuggled drugs in and were hanged there. And there was also uh, Botachin who oh, I, Botachin. Saw, I saw on the show. We'll do an episode about him one day. Um, so yeah, those were some of the famous names in Pudu Prison. But here's the thing, right? Not everything in Pudu was bad. Um, outside of showing us the stupidity of Singaporeans or criminals from Singapore, uh, the 1980s also brought in some good things for the prison, if you can call this next bit good luck. So, um, an inmate named Kong Yen Chong uh, was entitled to an award from the Guinness Book of Records for oh, painting yeah, the yeah, longest yeah. mural. Yeah, yeah, this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. yeah, which wasted or used 2,000 liters of paint to create a masterpiece of tropical mural, which I think... Oh, so um, he's a prisoner. Yeah, he's a prisoner. So, so he did that mural. In the prison, he drew the mural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. He did that. He, yeah, he did okay. that. And then I mean, probably he voluntarily doing that, or is is instructed by the by the police officer. And these are see, these are these are the questions, man. These are the questions that's that right. we never have answers that's to. Right. Imagine, imagine you nothing to do, like you then just paint the mural like that. Ah, like, uh, yeah But but I think that his record was broken sometime in the 2010s by Tai Yusi, who also had their own mural for. Serious ah? <laughs> no lah, it's a joke. <laughs> It's a joke. There, I was no. part of the mural there. I left my palm there. Well, good for you. Um, <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> after, <bad>. after, <laughs> yeah, it's just a mural. It's just a mural. Uh, so, after faithfully serving the country for over 100 years, uh, Puru Prison was closed oh. in 1996. Ah. Mm. One year wow. before we born. Mm. No, before you guys were born, I was already two yeah. years old at the time. So, yeah. So all of the guests or prisoners were then relocated to prisons in Kajang and Sungai Buloh. Oh, Sungai Buloh. One prison to so, another prison. I mean, you can't just close the prison and say, "Okay, you all are released." That's right. That's right. They have to transit. Do what you want. They have to transit the prisoners. What? Yeah, you're yeah. free. Do what you want. <laughs> and. It was then used uh, as a museum for several years until 2009. Oh, it was a museum. Yes, it was a museum. Yeah. Um, it was, probably I guess it was probably no sales, lah. That's why. Right. 
Close down. It was 12, so I didn't know lah. You can actually go in, but yeah, that's why. Not much publicity go. No, but I mean, then again, you have, to, you have to realize lah. Like, what good is there to go in a prison to learn about the history? Tula dia lautan sambil belajar pun takkan pergi lah ini. Wait, wait, no, like wait. In, wait. Wait, Dion, mm-hmm. lawatan no, lewatan, lewat sampai. Dede, <laughs> lawatan sampai belajar lah. Kau kan KLCC one day trip things like that. <laughs> Who wants to go there's, to? There's a, no, there, there's a reason why lah. Actually, it's an afterthought. Like what Nat said, where I was what I'm guessing you were about to say. Who wants to go to a prison when KL is surrounded by a lot of these yeah, like modern like in, like places, right? Yeah, yeah. Because by two thousand and na- by by that time, I guess you'd have KLCC, you'd have Mid Valley. Mm. And one more, uh, one more point is, uh, I think in that you were about to cover this in a bit, like why mm-hmm. wasn't this? Yeah, there's an answer for that why, because mm. uh, as someone who is was born in KL and whatnot, there were a lot of places that already became something of a, of a trend lah to lawatan sambil belajar, but Pudu Jail is mm. not one ah, of them. Ah yeah, one, I was one mm. of the visitor lah. To Pudu Jail or what? No no no, lawatan sambil belajar to KL. Okay, oh. And why people tend to skip that thing? Kita pergi petrosains, yeah. kita pergi uh, museum negara, things like that lah. You have to, you have to know lah that even though it was a museum, it's educational, but a lot of people try and uh, tend not to because like taboo lah in a way. Bad like, taste lah. Ah, uh, in bad taste ah, in a, yes, the the right answer is bad taste. But never mind, you, you get to that point. Oh, you just mm. go forward. No lah, if I was a teacher ah, I, like, I come to the prison ah. If you do bad things, you'll yeah, be you here. <laughs> then, 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 then the student will counter the teacher back again The student will counter the back teacher Eh, hey, teacher, this place closed already So where are you going to put me? Ah, uh, you join uh, Anwar Ibrahim in Sungai Bulu? <laughs> no, I thought I thought Yong, you'd say something like ah, If you bad, uh, the Apu Nene will come and there, 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 there. That's, 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 that's the the last generation joke lah. Now we turn, uh, turn it Turn it to what? Uh, I'll put you on TikTok ah, if you don't care. I mean, prison uh, why joke you, Why are you on TikTok ah, if you don't listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, on TikTok, It's true. So, I I don't I do. Can you can you is that a punishment? Is that legit? Yeah, it is. People actually use it. But it's okay. I think TikTok we can account. talk about TikTok lah yeah. next time. Go on. Yeah. Mm, so yeah, move on. All right. The the prison was a museum until two thousand and nine, and then the government decided that yeah, I think we should just tear this place down lah. Um, and it's the best for everyone, uh, so that uh, actually it's the best for us, like the politicians, so that we can sell the land and develop it into phases uh, so by turning into a mixed development project. Mm. Mm. Now, when this when this uh, announcement was being discussed in Parliament, the MP for Bukit Bintang, ah, uh, uh, DAP, another another podcast favorite DAP DAP <laughs> member uh, Fong Koilun decided to ask a very interesting question um, as a, I mean and I'm not, I don't I don't mean it as a joke uh, um, but it's a very good question he asked uh, why can Pudu prison be retained as part of Malaysia's heritage mm, this is mm. where my point begins mm. from this now mm. to which AMNO BN minister and deputy finance minister Aweng Awang Adeh Hussein Awang lah, Awang pula Awang, Awang, Awang Adeh Hussein Okay, Awang Adeh Hussein said The government has studied the matter And decided that the site is not a heritage site And will not be turned into one Our opinion is that it is not something to be proud of 
<laughs> there may be other things that we can proud of like the uh, Amno building in we can be proud of uh, the KLCC Scandal. Towers uh, Scandal 1 MDB yeah. mm. oh, that, 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 that's a bit later that's a bit later oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. we can be proud of uh, yeah the parliament building where we behave like animals um, yeah that's but, right that's the real zoo yeah mm. Alright, uh, there may be other things that we can be proud of compared to a jail. Mm. Although Pudu jail is old, I mean, all is old, uh, it's still not as, well, it's not, it's not a nice, it's an eyesore out of them. So yes, he then said, therefore, there are no plans for us to build a museum there. Then in June of 2010, the eastern wall of Pudu prison was demolished for a road widening project. And by December of 2012, when the world was supposed to end, apparently, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all, all of the buildings within the prison complex were torn down. Uh. Mm. However, the government uh, agreed to keep part of the exterior wall and the main gate after being petitioned by conservationists and the general public. Uh, Now, protest. These sections were then incorporated into the Fountain Park, forming part of the Mitsui Lala Port Mall, which the now Lala occupies, Port, yeah. Yeah, um, which now occupies the side of the prison. Yeah. You can you can kind of visit there. It's basically like a like a. I mean, like Andrew, a, you were you were there, judgment. right? Yeah, it's there. It's there. It's actually there. It's like a transparent, like a like a cube thing. You can actually go inside and learn about it. But uh, mm. fast forward forward to two thousand twelve. Uh, mm. the this is when I was in form three, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, form three. I still remember yeah, that three. a lot, a lot of people were crowded outside the this Purujio thing because uh, it was the it was gonna be torn down, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what was the word construction? Ceremony. Not ceremony lah. In a way, the public deem it as a ceremony because it's like the last remaining thing already there, mm. because they were demolishing everything except for one part only. The the mm. the gate lah. Yeah. Mm, the gate it still holds up. I think Yong remember that time we went when we were in yeah, college. Yeah, yeah. We went there yeah, for the yeah, boxes. We went there. It was there, what? Yes, we it was there. Yes, we didn't took a picture though. Shame, but yeah mm, 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 mm. Right. So um. So today, uh, what was once Pudu Prison, has been transformed into the big black Chibai. Co- no, sorry. Uh, the Bukit <laughs> Bintang. So sorry. <laughs> So sorry, Bukit Bintang, I couldn't help myself. So, Bukit Bintang City Centre or Bintang BB... City Centre. Or BBCC, a yeah. 19.4 yeah. acre mixed development site along Jalan Hang Tua and Jalan Pudu. As if the KL, the KL punya CC is not enough, there is another BBCC. Bukit Bintang punya yeah. CC, yeah. That's why I think they're laughing at themselves. So, right, <laughs> can rival. Can BB, Big Black. Can rival. Can rival. Yeah. Big Black Cock. Yeah. We're gonna put big black cock there and hope no one makes a joke about this. So, but sorry, you're wrong. I thought about that when I saw it. So, um, now let's uh, let's let's talk a bit about that Lala Port thing. So, the three phases that were proposed by the developers of the site, which is Cal Eco World, I think, or Eco World, Eco yeah, Eco World, uh, yeah, was Eco-Wil. at the first phase, um, which is to be completed this year, is the. Uh, I still can't get the big black cock thing out of my okay. Uh, the BBCC. <laughs> Transit hub, which is the Hang Tua LRT Linkage, and monorail yeah. stations. Yeah, there is a. An entertainment and cultural hub, 
Zep Kuala Lumpur. What is Zep Kuala? Does anyone know what is What's Zep that? Kuala Lumpur? Is it, is it a club? Uh? KL, you know. Zep is like the KL, Andrew, you K- know. <laughs> 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 Am I a monster? I'm calling Andrew. It's KL. Oh, oh God. Andrew, you know. Uh? You, you think what? Like, uh, what? My, I'm the, how do you say? Information Ala, to you are, you are already with, stick with KL lah. Bodoh, but KL, my name is Andrew, that? right? Kimamoto. Zep, why is Zep KL? I'm asking. Okay, oh, la, it's a live, I just Google it, it's a live, yeah, it's a live Zep, music okay. venue To give you an idea, Zep is basically a entertainment hub It's a 2,500 capacity entertainment hub It's, a, it's already oh. built? It's, it's already a concert? Open? No. no, 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 it's not It's an indoor one, it's a concert oh. hall You have to understand, it's not mm. the it's, A lot of people confuse uh, Zep for the one that's on the rooftop You know, oh, the rooftop yeah, one Oh yeah, the one you yeah. show us Because that, that one also can be used as a concert concert venue But so, Zep is different uh, Zep is festival lah Zep is no, it's not. It's a concert hall only. It's a state art concert hall la. It's like an mm. indoor one. The closest yeah. I can give this is almost like KL Live but bigger. Oh, yeah, you KL can Live, you can yeah. Google KL it. Live, you know. And uh, Young, they have pictures there. Oh, you can, yeah, they have Because you, you have to know, uh, Zep right is basically, in a way, uh, Sony Music Japan, Sony Music Entertainment Japan, is under Zep, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, oh really? This oh, would wow. be not sure the tenth or the eleventh like concert hall for wait, they built. It's oh, nice. Interesting. Okay, so what else? Okay, so there will be Zep Kuala Lumpur, GSC Cineplex. Oh, GSC. Ah, mm. GSC. I believe this would be there. this. This would be the the thing that uh, Pavilion was once was lah. Because if you were around that time before Pavilion got demolished, their GSC oh, cinema, ah, uh, to the daddy GSC, the time in Pavilion was the so peak and the premiere was the premiere la, cinema oh, experience for okay. concert uh, for people who live in KL. So they'll probably build one there. The Cineplex was, will be like state of the art one. La. And then there there are also a hotel and a residential suites, which oh. is also, yeah, which is I think uh, by Canopy by Hilton. A lifestyle mall which is already completed, Mitsui Shopping Shopping Park, Lalaport. Big oh, Park so Lalaport is just part of the project. Lalaport is just one. That's just a part of it. They are if, three if, phases. If, you, if you want a comparison, right, the easiest I could give you is Summer Velocity. Oh yeah, we're using that again. Okay. Uh, no, it's, it's a it's a it's a perfect example by phases. What phase one, phase two, phase three? What they're trying to do? They're trying to expand it into uh into a into a hub. The Sunway Hub, ah. like Cheras is now Sun Cheras is now majority. I would say like, the the exploitation is by Sunway already. Exploitation. So we, uh, oh, exploitation. Yeah. The reason why oh. I say exploitation is Monopo- it's slowly Monopo- becoming Monopoly. it's slowly becoming a Cheras. Sun, like Sunway is basically being dominated by Cheras. Just like Puchong belongs to IOI. Yeah. Yeah, in a way lah. Mm. Oh yeah, that's the problem. Okay, Andrew. Uh, this episode sponsored by Sunway Velocity. Uh, if you are free. <laughs> Okay, so the also residential suites one and two, known as Lucentia Residences, the Regis Business Center, and the Side Strata Office, which is an entire office tower, and the next two phases, which will be completed uh, in the next two or three years, would involve uh, residential suites, service apartments under the Mitsui brand. Uh, offices, residential suites, as well as the oh dear, a really big black cock in the middle of the city, the, BB, <laughs> the BBCC signature, signature tower. tower. Yeah, mm. an eighty floor building. So, so that, if you want it big be... and black, you, you you got it here. So, 
Right now, um, we're done talking about that. We'll talk. We'll talk about that discussion more about whether this was could be a UNESCO heritage site later. But we're gonna end this. We're gonna end our breakdown on. Uh, and our breakdown on some very nice, some very nice stories about whether uh, number one, Pudu Prison was haunted, and number Ooh. two, if Lala Port Mall um, is haunted. Ooh, All right. Or so, hmm, yeah. So. Uh, let's begin. Let's begin with um, some of the stories I found. Ghost on, story. Yeah, some ghost stories favorite, I found favorite. on. Uh, now, okay. First thing, uh, I found them on Loyat, that Loyat forum. So wow, okay. It's doubtful lah whether it's real or not lah. Like you know, if you believe, you believe lah, right? <laughs> the Reddit of Malaysia. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Alright. Yes. Uh, Okay, um, the first story goes like this. A police officer was interviewing prisoners and he was getting late. However, Ooh. he said that he could interview one more for his KPI and went down to bring another uh, prisoner to the interview room. As he was uh, filling in some forms, he saw a figure sitting down. Thinking it was the prisoner, he looked up only to see a headless woman with blood flowing down her chest. Oh. The, office, yeah, the officer ran down the stairs as fast as he could, screaming, this is not Lala Ponar. <laughs> so, um, so the, the police okay. officer survived? Yeah, he ran away. La, so. well, obviously, but, he ran down. Yeah, he, yeah, he ran. He ran. He um, ran. So the, the ghost? I think the ghost waited there, decided no one was going to lie on her and then fucked off. Like, I mean, what, what else would you do, right? <laughs> okay, so another story goes that uh, while on duty at one of the guard towers in the prison, an officer saw another officer approaching. He banged his rifle on the floor and shouted at the officer, uh, saying that everything was alright. Um, yeah, to tell him, like, oh, everything is good here. Um, the figure, in turn, said nothing but raised the hand and fucked off into the night. Huh? So, no, he just disappeared, like, raised the hand and disappeared. So it's more like a spirit. Uh. Yeah. One okay. more story involves a woman, uh, a woman uh, again. or the apparition of a woman who was hanged there. Now, it is said that she tried to kill herself prior to the execution by slitting her throat. She survived. But before she had fully recovered, the execution order came out. That's, that's, that's fucking insensitive. Um, so she was brought into the chamber and hanged. But because of her injury, injury to her neck, hmm? mm. because of the injury to her neck, her head tore off from her body. Oh my god. Hey, I think this is the ghost um, that the, the previous the prisoner officer saw, la, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because this is the one that uh, many people have seen. So many people claim to have seen it's a headless woman. Yeah, headless woman. Uh, excuse me, walking around. Probably uh, asking if so she's still looking her head. for her head, like, is it? Yes. Oh probably. Now, uh, there's. There have also been reports of a strange Indian man. <laughs> this is fucking racist. <laughs> no, no, this is just a racist jokes day. No, 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 no. This, <laughs> this is taken from Why once more. I'm going to remind everyone listening. This was taken from lawyer.net. Okay, it's it's like Andrew said, it's Malaysia's Reddit. And unlike Reddit, which is sort of clean, lawyer.net is like, it's, 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 the it's, home like of... it's almost like a cesspool. Yeah. 
So, uh, there have been reports of a strange Indian man walking the halls of the prison and disappearing around corners. Disappear? So, yeah, <laughs> disappear. Disappear Why, in what? the dark. John Cena himself. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Okay. <laughs> one said John Cena, one's making skin culture. Okay, great. Uh, we're, we're off to a very good, yeah, we're, we're very good, very good start. Um... <laughs> Now, <laughs> sorry. It's, uh, yeah. Now there have been reports uh, of screams that have been heard from locations of hangings. This I'm sitting... not. This seems believable to me. Um, to you, but for I mean, when they are, I, that's why I was thinking about it. Like, oh, so when they are dragging the guy to be hanged, of course he'll scream loud, but. I mean, you can't really scream after they hang you, right? Because, you know, your neck's all fucked up. Mm. Because, like, in most prisons, apparently, like, I heard uh, that, mm. you know, the screams are echoes of... You hear echoes, uh, but sometimes in your head, you know that certain hanging locations, right? Because mm. the walls are so thin, you actually hear mm. the echo echo out to the place. So, for someone who's not... See, even I'm talking about this, so I get goosebumps, really. So, pretend like you're in the area, uh, <coughs> but you're not no near to the hanging spot. Since the walls are so thin, right, you can actually hear the echoes. And those echoes stay in your head because you know those are going to be the last echoes you ever hear of that person who's screaming for his life, really. Mm. So yeah, especially, if, play, yeah. especially if you're also, you're also like, to be executed. Mm, right? it, plays in, it plays in your head. So, in some sense, you will also scream also, la, in a way. Because hysteria, ma, right? You know it's yeah. going to happen to you soon. So, yeah. yeah. It kind of loops, la, that's why. Mm. Okay. So, um... Okay, well, I'm going to pull out a name here. It's another Singaporean. Jesus. Uh, fucking Singaporeans. Anyway, um, no, I'm sorry. If, if we have listeners, this is just a joke. I love you guys. You know, you guys are forgotten Malaysians, but I, I still love you. Okay, so Russell Lee. If you all know Russell Lee. The Singaporean, uh, the Singaporean who claims to be R.L. Stein. <laughs> yes, yes. Russell Lee, who comes, who comes to Singaporeans, who comes to schools in Singapore dressed like a... Just, just like, like a pedo pedophile, man. yeah, <laughs> like a pedo man without like a hat, a tuxedo, and everything, but wrapped <laughs> exactly. his face. Exactly. So, uh, young, you know right? Who's Russell Lee? Who? Uh? The true Singapore eh. ghost stories. Eh, the one uh, where okay. kids like to read uh, Mister Midnight, uh, Is that is that the one? No, he, right? that, that is James Lee. Oh, James That's Lee, or James different Lee. different guy, different guy. Mm, different guy. Okay. okay. So, okay, Russell Lee, who is the author of. Uh, the true Singapore ghost stories included a story of a prisoner in Pudu prison in one of his books. Now, okay, I'm going to say one more time. Uh, this part, uh, once more, it's Russell Lee and some of the stuff Russell Lee has written has made me go, yeah, this guy is a fucking idiot. But, but like I said, so I take all of this with a pinch of salt. Yeah, yeah don't, 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 <laughs> don't do it. So, um, the prisoner reported hearing screaming. <coughs> Excuse me from the Rotan area and he also heard a story that one prisoner committed suicide in order to avoid being cane. Now, uh, I don't know if you all have experiences but have, have there ever been any like lectures in your school about how fucked up being being whacked by a Rotan is? Oh, oh if you made a trip to discipline's office. No, 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 no. Like, they give you a chalama whereby they show you examples, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures, in school, yeah, you know? we did, we did. Like police officers will come to your school and use the day one occupy will show you pictures of like drugs. Never uh? like what like yeah yeah you never ah uh? yeah never mind lah. <laughs> but yeah yeah we all good kids ah uh. we don't do bad things. The hell are they doing in Tampin? Bullshit. Uh, we won't do What's there to do in Tampin lah? 
As as one person would say, what's that doing dumping? That's right, that's right. Long gang me ah, waste wasting of resource like that come. But in KL, yeah, I understand why it's a massa. Because you're ex- if you're a school student, you're kind of exposed to surrounding and Hang Tua is, Hang Tua, Tangling Street, all those were used as a, you know, a place where drug addicts would hang around. It's not safe as well if you're a school student studying nearby there. But the point of this is that uh, it's the fear of being cane because it's, it's mm, so yeah, painful yeah, yeah. to the point where that where they, they cane your butt, so your butt literally tears open. And to give you a point, right, uh, this, like, this Chirama thing, right, was only allowed for standard six students, if I'm not wrong, that time. Yeah, because it's yeah, graphic. It's, it's very graphic. It's graphic, lah. So, uh, that time, there was kind of a debate, lah, like, should they play the video? But the video was censored, you know, to, for, for, for oh, reasons. Oh, we didn't for get the reasons. video. We, we just got the pictures. We got the pictures only, yes. We only oh, had the pictures. Because wow. there was a debate. Should we saw the video? Should, should they play the video or should they show the pictures only so thankfully for god's grace they played the they showed the slideshow of photos instead la. but the which photos is, themselves were right, very Andrew, graphic enough really, forward yeah. to see the video is it no because you you intrigue everybody what and then you you kind of like made a delay towards the end because you are hesitant to either do the video or do the photo Mm. Yeah, it's but, a, but it's both both mm. are equally bad lah. Both I mean, are equally bad. Yeah, yeah, one is like you see the aftermath. Another one mm. is the way I can describe it. It's like a flower splitting right open. Yeah. Yeah, because the the stick that they use is like this the penyapu mia stick, you know. And they and they wipe and they wipe something penyapu on here, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They, they, what, what they put out on the on the on the on the end? They put some some oil or something. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I think it was sanitizer. Co- I, I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not. I, my ass is perfectly fine, so it's never been rotten. Can we, can we so, proceed? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So supposedly, now the whole idea is that the ghost stops, uh, stops the last stroke of the cane from being given. And in fact, uh, the prisoner personally reported this experience happening to him. So, I guess he was rotten as well, maybe, and then. Well, he was probably given like, cause okay, now another sorry, young, but another thing about being rotan is they give you twenty, you don't get twenty on the spot because if you get twenty on the spot, you probably die. So they probably give you five, and then so they, he gets five, and then he probably he gets four only. The fifth one, the ghost probably stops it lah. So that's the idea there lah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, moving on from Pudu Prison, um, recently there was also a reported haunting at the Lala Port Mall. So <laughs> since that video. yeah, so since it's it's on TikTok and Twitter, you could say that this is uh, this is facts la, because it's because it's on uh, it's on these social media sites. Uh, now the video in question you can actually find you just have to Google it is uh, shows uh, one of the glass doors located on the second floor of the mall opening and closing on its own. So uh, idiots, uh, sorry netizens on uh, Twitter began debating saying that this was a supernatural event. Thankfully, one user revealed uh, that his father, who was involved in door installation in the past, um, told everyone that there were no elements of supernatural, just a simple engineering problem. So, if you've seen the video, uh, take with it what you what you want, la, however you want to believe it. La. So, <clears throat> that is... That is the end of the breakdown on um, Voodoo Prison. So let's let's get into a 
let's get into a discussion, a short, a quick discussion lah, uh, about Pudu Prison. So I think, uh, Andrew. Yes, sir. Uh, I asked you, I said I had a question for you earlier. Yeah. And <clears throat> the question is this lah. As, as a, as a Kerlite lah, do you <clears throat> think oh. that, do you think that uh, they should have torn down Pudu um, Now, now, okay, Pudu prison because now that you're in your twenties already, you, you're basically an adult. And maybe last time you were a bit worried or scared or whatever of Pudu prison, and maybe you had your apprehensions about entering because, um, as we all know, you can't even stand a horror movie last time. <laughs> but 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 now, right? Do you do you think that it was right for them to have just to have mm-hmm. torn down this thing as a gal person? Uh. Looking back now, right, like, mm. it's better they did it back then than did it in the future, uh, because at the end of the day, like, someone's gonna tore it down, so you better be mm. touring it down now instead of later. I mm. emphasize very clearly when I say that, like, most of the places around it, right, already developing really fast, really, mm. and if they don't keep up the times. That thing is gonna mm. stay there and be stagnant, and then it's not gonna be a good reminder lah for people to come because society progresses, right? Mm. Oh, you got your Sungai Buloh jail, you got your everywhere else really. The last thing you need in KL because, yeah lah, in a way, Buloh jail is quite known as the place where you where you do bad things, you're gonna end up there. But then again, it's mm. not even in use really for how long? That's not mentioned, right? Mm. Looking back now, it could be like twenty years, I believe, twenty years, since it's in since it's operational. Yeah. So I mean, like they 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 did it once. They did it once before by building a museum for educational purposes, mm. and look what look what happened to it. it got demolished in two thousand nine, I mean, mm. ceased operation two thousand nine, and then mm. now, like, what what proper what usage is it going to go to if it was demolished? I think they made the right choice, lah. Some may argue that it's oversaturated already with malls, but then again, mm. for a land that big, I think is in KL it's acceptable, lah. Because what else are you gonna build under there? Like a national library, really have one, and the fact mm. that Mitsui actually built actually like I wouldn't say pay respects, but I would say acknowledge, ah, in a way that they yeah. were nice enough to leave out one part of it, one part of the section oh, where you can actually yeah. go, where you can actually go in and explore. Because from my take, as someone who's been living there. Uh, I can't agree with what the Omno um, BN assembly man that 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 dude say lah, mm. because you yes it serves as a green reminder of what was once there, but then again for how long because history like you say it, it's there but then again if you demolish it people will still speak about it, but yeah. for in two thousand twenty two if that prison is still there lah I would say that that place will have been bedridden with like drop heads or whatnot already. Because you you won't know people are gonna go in regardless like the the amount of people that on YouTube yeah. right that go in and explore that place, yeah. uh, mm, imagine if they imagine if they make that their staying their their hot bit you know to go in there. Because yeah. I I think that will be another issue that the mayor of KL wouldn't want to deal with. Mm. See, yeah, that's my stand lah. Like, I I welcome it, but I welcome it lah. You know. And uh. and Andrew, you sorry, I'm putting you in a spot twice now, but. You also is uh, following up to your point just now about Mitsui uh, acknowledging uh, the prison. We had uh, just for the listeners, we had a we had a discussion a few days ago about this, and then mm-hmm. you also mentioned some things about the mall's design, right? Could you share a bit yeah. of that as well? In a way, the design if for for anyone who walked in Mitsui before la, the Lala port there, you'll notice that 
the way that it's supposed to move and feel is very different compared to other malls. Sure, you got your signature layout where, you know, it stretches all the way from one end to another. But you'll notice that it's curved and there are a lot of places that some place you can't access to. For example, the rooftop. If you want to access the rooftop, only some places can access it. So bear in mind. Uh, for anyone who's familiar with the stair- the staircase that leads up to the, uh, what do you call that? The staircase that leads up to the rooftop, you can use that as well. But uh, they did it in a really smart way where else you don't even seem to know any of what Purujio was once was there. Because a lot of people say that the basement was the most popular choice uh, for the jail, the jail remnants. And the basement is apparently where the supermarket is. So a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, you take it a grain of salt, uh, don't take my word for it. But uh, online people also keep saying really. That basement is the the most common place where it has remnants of what a jail once was, but I believe they already eradicated the whole thing lah. Because, you know, if you were born beforehand where Purujo was very popular, you when you explore back, maybe lah. I think you can map out what was once there and what wasn't. But for the current generation, I don't think they seem to bother. <laughs> what, what that I told the other two guys was that the layout is a bit. Claustrophobic in some in some in some way, because you don't know where you're headed. You know, actually, one would have to be one thing that would be done is because I guess most of the shops aren't open yet. Mm-hmm. In mm. like the 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 tenants aren't fully open because I remember when I went there, I went to the Sony Center. Uh, opposite Sony. there were again just, yeah this Sony episode. again. This episode is sponsored by Sony. Yes, thank you, Andrew. Good one. So when you go to the Sony Center, right opposite facing it, nothing is open. Like really nothing. Oh. It's just only there only. So mm. the other walls are all covered with posters only. Mm. I'm not too sure if it's opening soon or no one has considered buying a lot there or not. But yeah, that's how things seems to be la at Lalaport right now. Because it's it's not like Lalaport focuses on opening one section of the mall completely full and the other they don't open first. They actually just allow you to walk the entire mall. So you can, see la, you can see that it's not hmm. 100% occupied yet. La. Yeah. Every, everything is functionable. The lifts are okay. The toilet is good. Everything is like one shot. But then again, tenants is the big issue because there are a lot of vacant spots oh, left and right, left and right, left and right. It gives you that experience that, you know, like, oh, so, okay. So I if I want to explore more, I have to walk from one end to the other end just to find another shop that's opening soon. You know? Yeah. But did you... Did you feel anything when you were there? Like, did you feel any goosebumps? <laughs> In a way, I don't. But I do feel a little bit like I second guess myself, ah, because of what was once there, right? So mm. when you walk, when you walk alone, at some places where it leads to nothing, but you, but you didn't walk like, alone, right? I walked. I I went there alone, lah. Oh, I thought you was with uh someone else. No, oh. that's the thing because like. Maybe maybe when I walked okay, may, granted when I went there it was my first week. It was the first mm. week of opening. So mm. okay, the excuse I can give is maybe a lot of people haven't had the time to explore yet. Now I I don't know what to say. Maybe there is, but when I went there alone, it took me a good like one minute until I see another human being when I was walking uh, around. So, it was, was it crowded? The lower you are, the crowded it is. The higher you go to, the lesser people there are. Huh? I thought people going there for the rooftop. I mean, rooftop different story, bro. I'm talking about the 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 mall indoor, mm. indoor wise. Cause when you go up, it's outdoor already, ma. Yeah, nice view. Who do wanna go? But then again, everyone's motive is to straight away jump straight to the rooftop, but yeah. not exploring the higher levels there. Yeah. 
Because yeah, as I told you, the because I, uh, I told you the roof, yeah. the rooftop to go up right, only one place can, only one or two three places can lead you up there. It's not an intersection where every area can access to the rooftop, because you actually need to mm. go past a glass panel to go in. So yeah, that's why. Because most of the most I most of the places that are already open are ground floor. So you see a lot more a lot more activity on the lower side lower side. So the higher you go, uh, empty a bit lah. Especially when you want to make like turns and left and rights. To explore yourself. It feels like it's, come, it's quiet lah because you know some place haven't opened yet, so it kind of leaves your thoughts, especially when you know what this place was once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially with that knowledge, it's gonna. Yeah, but anyway, it's one of those things where you have to go there and experience it for yourself, lah. Like, mm. and Andrew can tell us and you listeners out there about this place, but the, you got to go there to experience it, and you know with. Borders being reopened and all mm. that. Maybe by first of April. Yeah, especially yeah. With with today's, uh, I think today we just announced that first of April they were open borders. Mm. So mm. I think by now it should be much more crowded than usual. Mm. The reason, another reason why people don't like going Lalapur is because of the parking rate. Also, it's expensive, it's not, right? It's expensive as hell. It's not even free parking, bro. They don't even oh, give you. Sh- Oh, shit, Andrew, that's the pro- that's the problem. That's the problem. Okay, uh, this episode sponsored by Lala. Oh, oi, oi. Uh, type in the code. <laughs> there is. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, so Andrew, yeah, give, give gives you an idea, lah. Why? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Yong, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, this? Yeah, I mean, uh, just a short one because uh, yeah. it's going to take an hour. Already. I mean, I kind of agree mm. with uh, what Andrew said earlier because mm. uh, it's Kuala Lumpur. It's a to, capital. To, to, so to it's not cut, progressing. Uh, sorry, I mean, to not cut, yeah. not cut yeah. you, right? Yeah. To give anyone an idea how much the parking rate at Lalaport is, it's three ringgit mm. per hour. There's no maximum <gasps> charge, which is even the worst part. Fuck. So there's no that. So it's three per hour with no maximum. So if you were gonna stay there for six hours, you know you do the math yourself, huh? Damn Japanese right. way, I tell you. Alright, ah. capitalism. Alright, you're gone. Uh, thanks for cutting me. I did. I need to repeat again. I mean, uh, it's Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> It's uh, our capital, so uh, it's progressing. I mean, progress is the only way for our capital. Uh, takan, you want to mm-hmm. expect mm-hmm. our capital is going downwards, right? right? I mean, but 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 when it's it's a matter of uh, give and take, lah. I mean, if you are hoping for a development, for a rapid development for this country, uh, yeah. But we also we are also are going to face the the, the difficulty of letting go some of the heritage. exactly. So I mean, I mean, we hope to see government can at least do some effort to to preserve. We we are not mm. hoping that government can. Develop whatever they want. I mean, I'm hoping to see the 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 effort from the government, uh, especially from the ministry, who are taking care of all this some to, to at least pr- preserve yeah. some of the significant heritage that they are supposed to be taken care of, lah. I mean, I'm hoping to see that, uh, But but when you want to see a lot rep, uh, development, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's always a give and take, and uh, but but what another thing to another perspective is that we when we tend to only focusing on the capital. I mean, we do have other areas of the the place. I mean, Malaysia is uh, have many places to develop. I mean, why not we why not we switch the investment? I mean, this is from the investment side lah. Why not we switch the investment and development to some other places like we have Johor, we have Sabah and Sarawak. Why don't why not we focusing development on that that part? I mean, why just Kuala Lumpur? I mean, I understand the fact that Kuala Lumpur being a capital, but I also hoping to see the the a more uh, balanced development in other states. I mean, we can have another episode to discuss on the East Malaysia. I mean, we do have the episode for that already. But why not we have some other developments at some other states? Why just focusing on Kuala Lumpur? 
I mean, I mean, I hope to see that happen. Lah. I mean, I'm hoping to see that. Yeah, that's that's what I just want to say. That, this is a bit surprising, lah. We have a few minutes left, but, um, but I actually can't agree with any, either of you guys because I think that they should have at least preserved it as a museum because with proper protection, with if they can hire the right amount of guards, they can still they can turn it into a museum and keep those weird YouTubers and uh, drug but, addicts but and promise, all that. But promise, but promise, it's in museum. It must have, have the seals. What if people are not going yeah. there? You see, uh, maybe la- one thing, maybe last one thing time. to one thing to give you a take lah. Why it why it won't work? Mm. Look around. Look around. What is at Pulujo right now? With the amount of things that you can use your money wise, I do. I won't. I won't think that the current crop of what we have right now would appreciate. Looking back at a jail, like why you charge? One thing is you charge. If the fee was free. Maybe we can discuss, but if you're charging money to explore a museum, especially, I don't think in the I don't think you will see well uh, honestly with the amount I, of things I, that are around. I mean, I, I, for for me, it's it's like you have so many malls, right? Why, why can't you just clean it, make it a little nicer looking, and then because other countries they sort other countries yeah, do yeah. preserve their ancient I, jails. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, because I've been to Cambodia. They turn their, you know, they have this uh, the 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 place where they used to in the civil war in Cambodia, they used to mm. keep people and uh, keep people in one place. So they kill mm. that, they kill them as a genocide uh, done by the uh, the Kamerouch. I mean, mm. they they turn that into museum. It's a very mm. it's a very interesting and it's a very successful way of turning mm. some some heritage site into a museum. But but that comes with a background of civil war behind Cambodia. But that doesn't doesn't happen in 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 Pudu in Pudu Jail in Kuala Lumpur because we don't have that much of history, the value of it to 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 convince that this is this has a commercial yeah. value for it because in Cambodia people go there people the the foreign people go there tourists go oh, there you because mean, you, it's, you the value it is it. Like you make it sound like people don't come to KL. I mean, they come to KL. But no, I mean, they come to KL, but, but they don't pay power, to a visit. They but don't pay for a visit to a to a to a, to a jail. Like what, I mean, it's not like, that valuable for them. Uh, I kind of get what you were saying because yeah, one you have to count from developers side, developers point of view, and consumers point of view. For developers point of view, right? You are, imagine getting imagine having a chance to remodel and basically wipe out Pulujio and play with the playground that you have right now. Why? I mean, eighty percent will probably go for building something that is econ economical and also give them some freaking profits and commercial value rather than build a remembrance. If you're talking about Purujo, you take Purujo out of that out of that city lah. Maybe mm. yes, they will see some light into it. But when you're surrounded in a city area that is so filled with, like basically entertainment and whatnot, right? You're not gonna. First of all, you're gonna fail. You're not gonna have a comp. You're gonna. You're not even gonna have a competition because no one's gonna come to you. It's a sad truth. It's a sad truth, lah. Honestly, even with public transport being so near and accessible, right, for you to go to that museum or to go explore, right, no one's gonna bother. When you have pavilion, Times Square, basically everything, lah. You want it's over there only. The yeah, youth, I know, would probably don't give a damn. Yeah, but I guess that that works. That works against it because you have so many malls. No, I mean, what lies the problem here is why building another malls. I mean, that's the argument that, here. That's one lah, and then after that, you, you we all cannot deny that even though it was built on a Chinese uh, cemetery and all that, it's still Pudu Prison. Towards the end of it, was still a historical site. Does it does it does it deserve UNESCO status? I questionable, but that's at least it could still it could still be used to say that hey, look, 
this is part of our country. You have to. This is part of the the country, and we should all accept it for uh, for what it is. Uh, but that's just me, lah. Of course. You have to know one thing, lah. In KL, right? There is there's actually a trend. There's a saying in KL: "One more is never enough." And the worst part is, if you notice, <coughs> starting from two thousand ten onwards, two thousand fifteen or two thousand, I don't know lah what year. But basically, above two thousand fifteen, lah, every mall is integrated with at least one public transport, be it LRT or MRT. Okay. It's basically it's basically a hotbed. Everyone is linked to everyone. You got, you got, Bukit Bintang being the main hub, MRT Bukit Bintang linked to what Lot Ten and Pavilion, Hang Tua is linked to Hang Tua MRT and LRT is linked to Lalaport, Sunway Velocity is linked to what, Cochrane Cochrane is linked to IKEA my town. I can go on and on. Because mm-hmm. both sides are earning, you know. Imagine, imagine saying that oh, Hang Tuah LRT is linked to museum, the Puduje Museum, but moving forward, what do we have? Uh, it pales in comparison. It's like looking looking at a menu, lah. Like what what you gonna have? Of course, you're gonna go for something that's much yeah, more extra yeah, extravagant, I, I, right? I I get the argument, but it's just that it it feels like we just want to sweep it under the carpet rather than acknowledge its existence. I uh, in KL, I can tell you honestly, someone's living here. It's almost impossible to. To what acknowledge? And to acknowledge, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. It's always between. It's always a game of the developers and the authority, exactly. lah. I mean, exactly. whether 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 I I don't know how the deal is going on. I mean, I, it's it's good to have they have at least built a gallery to to to, to appreciate. At least there is one. Yeah, at least there is one. You know. And they keep it's some part of it. Yeah, but, but that's that's, a, that's quite a big land. So I mean, depends on the commercial value of that land I that mean, contribute to the developers. I, I, yeah. I I mean I value history, so for me, tearing it down just to put a mall there. If you're gonna if if you wanna go in consideration with this, right? You forgotten what mm. pavilion used to be was was once yeah, used I to mean, be. I mean, then they shouldn't have built a jail because there's a graveyard. Yeah. So, <laughs> the worst part is why why consider building because pavilion got a lot of heat because they demolished the girls' school. Uh, the which pavilion? I mean, Bukit Jalil one is it? Yeah, no pavilion. I mean, pavilion KL, bro. Oh. It was the girls' school once they demolished it. I mean, yeah lah. There yeah you go lah. La. Development takes place lah, so mm. some things. Yeah. Development, like, but Yong said a good point lah. Like you could develop other places, but you still choose. Ah yeah, that's choose. my another perspective lah. I mean, to put in yeah. why just Kuala Lumpur just it. Mm. Yeah. In KL, nothing escapes. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you're a school or a prison. If they want to abolish you, money money talks, man. Which is why I mean, Kampung Baru will be one of the import interesting. That is places. the only thing to see yes. how it produce to how it goes. Yes, I, I, I mean if we can open another episode for that. Kampung Baru, it's interesting. If they demolish it, then they didn't heaven. They heaven. Yeah, you know that's why I said if they demolish it, then we have an episode to open lah. Talk yeah. about Yeah. So yes, urbanization. Yes, interesting. Mm. Okay. So, uh, if you all love that episode, please feel free to uh, drop a like, probably mm. some a five star. Works. We're currently accepting five stars on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. Yes, and, Spotify. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you if you want to find out more about our other episodes or so, uh, or you want to have a taste of it, go follow us on Instagram or Facebook by the Rakyat on both uh, channels. And then just see lah. Maybe pick something out. I think we're on episode seventeen, so you have like seventeen episodes to choose from. You don't have to start here, hmm. but it's a great place to end up in. Uh, not in Pudu Jail, but listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you 
if you all want to follow us individually, uh, you all, if you guys want to drop your uh, Instagram yeah. handles or whatever, drop on. Go on. I'll give you a few seconds to drop it now. No? Okay. Nope. Uh, we're in private. No, okay. we're, we're, very, we're private. Very private people. Oh. Very private people. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, very and, shy. And lastly, and lastly, before we close off, uh, we have an announcement. Young and I have an announcement to make. How, why am uh, I out of it? <laughs> Oh, without Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's the thing, right? And Andrew, don't, don't. I don't want you to feel offended, lah. We're, and we're doing this live. We're recording. Oh my god. Um. So <laughs> me and Young have decided to start a offshoot of, uh, by the Rakyat, which is called uh, I, I forget. I'll, call, I'll name it. Uh, Nasi Politikukus, which is uh, a short. Which is a podcast. Yeah, nice title, uh, yeah, Nasi Politikukus. It, it'll be it'll be together in the same channel as. By the rakyat, but we'll be talking politics. Lah, we'll be talking a lot of politics. We'll be trying to make sense and make fun of politics in Malaysia. The spin-off show. And yeah, it's a it's a bit of a spin-off show. Andrew, if you ever want, if you feel like coming, just you just come on board, lah. You're always welcome. You are you no are worries. a founding pillar of By the Rakyat. <laughs> no worries. Yes. A very small uh, no, pillar yeah. at the back. I think I think yeah. Andrew now only know. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't yeah. know anything. This is live, guys. I'm not making this up. This is not scripted. Yeah, yeah. This is, we, this we is not scripted. The, 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 yeah, we forgot to tell. Yeah, we forgot to tell during the live meeting. It's, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, yes. Anyway, we're young. I'll just now. I tell them when the yeah the first yeah. episode should drop in soon after the general yeah, election. So yes. yeah. So look out Ooh, for Nasi Politikukus. Nasi Politikukus. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, young. Do you have anything else to add to that? Nothing. I mean, we. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes. Yeah. We had a great time. We had a really great time recording this episode. So uh, that's it. Don't drop the soap. And goodbye. Yes, goodbye. Take care.